Welcome to another edition of Father Time. Today's a special one. Mm. Uh, I'm joined as always by my uh, my partner in crime and my producer, Mr. Andy Lerner. Howdy hi. Still no kids, huh? Not today. Yeah, I'm done with that joke. Um, thanks for joining us today. Be sure to rate and review us and share us with your friends um, because that's we like being heard and it's uh, it's a fun time. Hey, Jamie. Yeah. Who's our guest? I'm getting right to it, Andy. Our guest today. <laughs> I, I mean, I would wait until I was introduced. I didn't want to. No, you're looking yeah, at it. No, he's right. Talk he's not supposed, no, you can. Okay. There's right. no rules. But usually um, we don't say their name until about 20 minutes in. Oh, great! Sort of I, I got some stuff I got to cover first. And sure. Some shopping uh, list stuff and some advertisements. Carpet. I'm gonna run down the street. Carpet Bright is my favorite carpet cleaning service. I don't know. I that. always love, but I always love the uh, the baseball commercials that they do in the middle, <laughs> where they're obviously reading it two words at a time for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if people hear this in. Well, you know, here's the thing. They already know it because your name's on the label. True. It's not like they just went to a blind, anonymous podcast. Like, they see this episode is the Michael Bunin episode. <laughs> you'll know my... Please um, read. You'll know my guest today. He uh, recurred on a show called My Boys. No, no, that no I, I was, was actually a series regular. <laughs> Wait, that's not true. I was actually a series regular. I, I wonder did. why you were on so much. Well, I did every episode that they did, actually. You wow, were, that's You were a, in every awesome episode of My role. Boys? <laughs> no, no, it's, no. It's uh, yeah. so weird because I was a series regular and I don't remember... I don't no, remember you that much. No, no, I was mostly opposite of you in scenes, actually. You were in the scenes with me? Yeah, that That's... we were a common pairing, Ma- actually. I don't, yeah. Made wow. an impact. None it, of this it, is ringing a bell. <laughs> it did, on my grandmother, <laughs> nobody else, apparently. Uh, <laughs> what is funny is that I met Mike Bunin on My Boys, and we, we basically chalk every day. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Well. Uh, but here's the funny thing about having you on a, a little show called Father Time, is that you... You don't have any kids. I do not. not. Welcome to my club. Yeah. Here it so, is. so this is the first time I'm being outnumbered. And What's well, really more like you're on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike, let's <laughs> welcome today's guest. Yeah. Which we'll Jamie say about Taylor. <laughs> well, we'll say 20 minutes into it. He has kids. What? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what odd. the hell is he doing here? Oh, so here's a guy who said, woke up one day and said, you know what I don't want to do? Yeah. Have any free time. Yeah. Run around with my friends. All right. Go on vacation. And have sex with strangers. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. I never, ver- I never said those words out loud, yeah. but I, I, I certainly thought, thought them. them. I yeah. thought You're every like one of those. the guy who got a face tattoo and said to the world, <laughs> I don't I'm, not, I'm not looking again. for an office job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's the funny thing. I wanted you to have you, because we talk every day, and every day at the end of our one-hour conversation, we're like, we should have recorded this. <laughs> and I'm like, why don't you come do my podcast? But here was the dilemma is I didn't, you didn't have any kids. And, and no. part of me was like, well, I, I can have you on anyway. But then the other problem is I have so many friends who keep going, hey, can I do your podcast? And I'll be like, oh, I'd love to have you on, but right. you don't have any kids. Right. So, it, yeah. so now the they're going to go, gates have you let Bunin on? The floodgates have opened. Flood Wait, fairness- now we're letting women <laughs> and, and people without children are it's, we that desperate? Is that what's like happening? The, it's is like that the, not the 1700s anymore. It's weird. <laughs> we're letting we're inclusive, and um, you have made a choice, I guess, at this point to n- not have children. No, I, no. It's is not, it a choice, or it's, it's just it never came up? It's just never. It's just never. Yeah. It hasn't gone that direction for me. It's, I'm not one of those guys that actually clings to his bachelorhood. Yeah, I did. No, I was. You, no, you were. You I was that guy. I know. But actually, I never <laughs> said. I guess I did. I said I was never going to have kids you did say that yeah i probably did quite a bit yeah but not when i knew you i didn't think i never put you in the in that category of never but i did put you in the category of i live in a ridiculously nice rent controlled apartment about a stone's throw from the beach yeah, for 700 bucks a month for 700 Are bucks you a fucking month kidding. No, I, was at, 
I was in Santa Monica I, for 12 years. I lived in a rent-controlled one-bedroom. The first two bucks. seasons of the show. You didn't even. People move. were like, "You should move into a nice apartment." I go, "I got a nice apartment, man." No, I considered moving into it when he moved out. I know. <laughs> I'm considering it now. <laughs> it was great. I'd bring girls home, and there was really nowhere to go except for the giant bed. Here, grab a seat on the bed. We'll watch some TV. <laughs> really? This like, is how this ends? Yeah. Yeah. One yeah, fun that's to not visit, creepy at all. Way. One fun when I visited, just so you know. It wasn't as fun as you think. Some guys, sometimes guys would come over and I'd be like, I'd have to pull out it's... like my desk chair and slide it over and put it next to the bed so we could watch TV because I was like, listen, man, I can't I can't have you on the you bed. It's, on the the bed. bed's one thing, Mike, so when he says, hey, put this on, it's, that's the problem. It's really yes. weird, Where by the way. It's Where weird that it fit this. me, too. Well, you've kind of witnessed, uh, you've been a witness to my... Um, the reincarnation of Peter Proud, well, but, I guess we'll call it. The, the downfall I, of Jamie Kaler. Yeah, I mean, it's not that I've been... Downfall in the bunker. I'm in the bunker. <laughs> but it's not that I've been a witness. It's yeah. more like I'm a... Um, You're an integral part. I'm a maester. I mean, like, I've been... Like, I mean, like, I was literally there on your first date with your wife. You... This is... Oh, did you ever... You never... This is the best <laughs> story. Tell the story. I was there uh, when they met. Let's tell talk the story. about it. We go yeah. to New York. Right, we're in New where York. Where it's between... Two Between and three? Two and three or three and four. Two and three, I think. And we, you know, we're the... Because, yeah, we dated, we cross-country dated, and she, we had right. two seasons. But we're the typical, like, actors who finally got a series regular and just, you know, like, it took us three years to realize, like, we could probably take a vacation yeah. now and, and maybe enjoy some of it. So we, we go to New York. We each got a hotel room. We just stayed in the Soho Grand. We, we checked in the Soho Grand for about we two and a half weeks. We called the we knew, and we, we were like, you got, <laughs> we go, you got a, you got a room rate? two weeks. So we got a room over. rate. Yeah. Oh, we stayed oh, for my. two and a half weeks. Oh, he calls me. Grand. We're in the hotel 10 minutes. He calls me. He goes, hey, called downstairs, told him to empty out the wet bar so I'd have a fridge for two weeks. I was like, smart. I'll give him a call right now. <laughs> <laughs> and they give you a goldfish. You have the goldfish yeah. in, the, in the Soho no, Grand. Yeah. I, I used to stay there when I made money. This must have cost... <laughs> This must have cost you a bloody fortune. Well, we were making money. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, we were serious regulars. Our, our weekly paycheck was a lot of money. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, stupid. Yeah. That's how I bought a house. Yeah. No, I get, I, I get uh, it. But so, you also you're staying at the Soho so Grand for two, two and, and a half weeks. weeks. Drinks at the bar were like twenty two bucks, and we're like, yeah, yeah whatever. Right, Keep my tab open. Only twenty two. Setting up room round. service. But I did. He, you know, it's funny to jump to it because yeah. I meet. I end yeah. up meeting Kate, and Kate ends up staying in the Soho Grand. And I would uh, every I got up in the morning and she's like, "What are you doing?" And I was eating. Uh, I had bought Goline Crunch, some milk and fruit, and put it in the fridge. I didn't have a bowl or a spoon, so I ate it out of the ice bucket with the ice scoop with this girl I had just met. Just met. You and met she's her in like, New York. Yeah, I met yeah. her in New York, and I'm eating it like it's tough to eat off of a ice scoop. They're not designed for your mouth, and so I'm like pouring the food into my mouth. And she's she's like, oh Jesus, what have I gotten myself into? The, the other part of the irony of this is that you're staying there, you're buying twenty two dollar drinks. Why don't you just order some fucking room service? Well, listen, yeah, you it's expensive to stay there. You gotta make choices. choices. <laughs> listen, alcohol, I'm okay spending. I'm not going out for like a forty dollar breakfast. I would have brought you some fucking plus, silverware. That was a breakfast I enjoyed. But, <laughs> I mi- but I middled breakfast because I did it. I did order room service, but I really like Dunkin' Donuts coffee. So every morning I get up, order room service. Go to Dunkin' Donuts, get a cup of coffee, the, and come back I upstairs. I got the coffee. Yeah, I would yeah. go get the coffee yeah. and then come up and enjoy my cereal. <laughs> but we literally plastic spoons and shit at Dunkin' Donuts. Dude, Donut. it was the great. And here's the yeah. funny thing: it was it was the Fourth of July, uh, was in the middle of it. That's right. And so it was a you know, New York, yeah. hundred degrees, hundred percent humidity, yeah. Yeah. stinks like hot trash. You hot walk garbage. out and your underwear's soaked. You're yeah. like, this is horrible. We're in the meatpacking yeah. district, but apparently attractive to Kate. In well, at nighttime, way. it's great. So we go to a bar. Let's let's. Actually, We're at a bar in the meatpacking district, Mike right? Story, yeah. The what was it? Uh, it's called the Rusty. The Rusty Knot. Knot. It was on the West Side Highway. That's right, at Eleventh and West Side Highway. 
And we're with one of the other guys on the show at the time, Jim Gaffigan, okay. who a lot of people should know. And uh, Kate, Jamie's wife, and her friend Tracy come walking by. We don't know them at the time. And Jim just leans in and goes, hey, you look like my wife. To and this girl. To this girl who turns to him and goes, that's a terrible pickup line. <laughs> <laughs> she did. <laughs> she did. Yeah. And then Jim, you know, very quickly says, no, I, I, but I want you to meet my friend Jamie. He's single. And that's, that's, that's the first meeting. And it was Kate. Jim, was introduced me to Kate. My, Jim Gaffigan introduced me to my wife. What happened to the other I blame him. Uh, woman that Kate was with? I Mike. actually, Tracy, Tracy she was yeah. there, and I was chatting with her as you were. We were all chatting together. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the night... I don't know why Kate was standing next to me, and she was like, "We should go out again." I go, "Yeah, what, give me your number." And she's like, "Yeah," and that was it. Was that we and, dated for like two and a half weeks? And Tracy and Mike? No, we were friends. You but didn't, no, we you didn't have kids no. with her. They were very no. friendly. No, no, no. no. I, think I did she not have was, kids with her. She might have been seeing somebody. She was else. seeing somebody when we met. Yes, yeah, she was. So was Kate. That's Kate's right. Kate's boyfriend at the time had decided that the Hamptons weekend on the Fourth of July was boys only, and she was. Pissed. Probably helped Pissed me. enough to go with you yep. at that date. Pissed, yeah. pissed enough to end up in the Soho Grand with some dude <laughs> enough eating to food eat, out of an ice bucket. Eating granola yeah. out of the fucking pissed ice Pissed enough bucket. to be with a guy who on their first date around midnight goes, hey, let me call my buddy Mike. That's hey, exactly right. Meet us over at Sing Sing. We'll do some karaoke. All right, I'm so, on my way. So I call her. I call Kate the next day. So there was never a doubt what she was getting into. Oh, that, that no. we were we were a, a trio. Not only that, wait, let me just let me just yeah, say this. Please. Not only that, we're in Sing Sing. We got a little private room, and I think Kate at the, <laughs> the time, the three of us, the three of us, we course, rented because you haven't spent room. enough money. We haven't spent enough money yet. The by the hour, yeah, we, like we were doing our own version of like Brewster's Millions for those people that want that obscure <laughs> reference today, um, and trying to spend all of our inheritance basically. basically right. Basically. So we're in the room in Sing Sing though, and Kate can sing. And so, you know, you punch in your name. We look up, you know, she's got 15 songs in a row on the queue. <laughs> I forgot that. And then us. And so she sings a song, and then she goes right into the next one. And Jamie and I just kind of look like, oh, okay, we let her go. And as she starts to sing the it's third the one. It's the Kate show. That's what she, Kate's at karaoke. Yeah. It's like the Kate Kaler concert. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. clips it on the third. And no. she's looking, and I'm like, that doesn't happen to you a lot, does it? And she's like, <laughs> well, he's like, he's like, hey, we, uh, you know, we're actually performers. And <laughs> We'd like to sing a song. So we <laughs> wait for the mic and, dude, and Jamie duet. We end up the three of us alone, alone in a room, singing for stupid songs until four, four hours till four o'clock till in the four morning. Till the game got we us. can't speak anymore. Yeah, can't you've speak. sung out, uh, sung, sung out. out, and drank out. Can't sing, can't <laughs> drunk, and then stumbled back. She lived right around the corner. And That's right. You, and you gave up this life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I did. I can't see the reasoning behind. What's the logic here, Mike? You gave talking? this up. I don't know. At some point, know. at some I mean, point, here's the deal. There's a law of diminishing of returns. You know the law of diminishing returns. Eventually, the window closes, and you want to. It's like gambling. Yeah. Yes. You need to leave the table at the right time. Listen, and I it's think, hard to do. I it's think, a lot like gambling. Here's what I'm thinking right now: is Mike needs a singing buddy. And I, I got nothing to do this weekend. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we started. We do. We that was one of a hundred karaoke nights we went to. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's ask she, Jamie Mike for and some I cash toured first. the country doing stand up, and Kate came with us for a few of the. Yeah, weeks. she did. She actually came and on the I road would, with us. Yeah, I would and headline she's the still show. Still married you after all and this I would, nonsense, dude. One night in Denver, uh, I finished let me explain, the show. No, let me explain this one. <laughs> As you know, I'm uh, I'm going on the road doing some stand up, and I'm a single guy. Yeah. And listen, you know, um, stuff. Not happens. that I'm not 
fucking handsome. Yeah. But when you look like me, being funny helps you meet girls usually, okay? <laughs> so I'm getting I, off You stage. know what, what Mike? I kind of look like you. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> Why do you think I said that to you and not to Jamie? <laughs> I'm getting off stage, and it's like, let's go out and have a drink, and there's a lot of people, and I was like, yeah, let's do it. Jamie's like, I'm going to... I'm going to go up to the hotel. I'm going to get some sleep. I'm tired. And he was being good. He was giving me a break. He's like, you don't have to do the morning interview, so I'll do the morning interview. You go out and have drinks. I was like, okay, great. He's like, Kate will go. She'll be your wing person. I'm like, great. So we go. I see a lot of pretty girls from the show that are coming up and saying, nice show. And it's like, oh, maybe I'll meet somebody. It was hard to meet somebody because we sat down and she opened up like a backpack of wedding magazines. <laughs> And broke them out on the table, and I spent the next three hours picking the fucking dresses for the train of bridesmaids that she was shipping in from all over the world. While women were walking by, like, nice show. And I'd be like, thank you very much. And they kept looking at oh, like, oh, we cute. don't want to, you guys have fun. We don't want to interrupt. I was like, no, these, I'm not, all right, this is not, no. What's no. funny is I, <laughs> when I went to bed, I knew exactly what was happening because she oh. was carrying those around all day trying to get me to help. I was like, I can't. I'm not that was the bait and switch. You don't have to do the morning interview. I'll do the morning yeah, interview. Yeah. Go you out some fun. You pick dress. my wife's wedding dress. <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to look at the wedding dress anyway. <laughs> what a nightmare. I damn near did everything yeah. with Kate but marry her. That's right. <laughs> I'm thinking. I wish we could split I'm her. I'm thinking she, she blocked well, you so we, bad that night. She should have helped you out. If yes. we time shared it, <laughs> she it really could have got some stuff But she does owe me an introduction. To yeah. a nice, to a nice girl. Right. She's tried. It's it's hard. She doesn't know anybody, man. I know. I'm also a thousand. It's like old. when people ask me to introduce. <laughs> if you're a thousand. I'm my a thousand friends, 50. and I go, no, I don't have any friends that are worth it. I think what he's saying is she yeah. doesn't want any of your her friends to meet you, Mike. I, I think, think that's so. What he's saying. I think what Jamie is just saying mm-hmm. that he's it's telling like, his friends that they can't meet. That's me. right. That's right. <laughs> is the way he's well, right. I think she also just. We all know lots of women, was, Mike, but you know, I'm not so sure you should actually meet them in person. I know. I get that speech. A lot. You're such a catch. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How come I haven't been caught? Yeah, yeah. You f- right. just have to find the right person. Well, there's a billion people. I've, I haven't met them all. I'm sure there's someone in like yeah. Somalia, Siberia. Somalia, Charlottesville. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> have you ever even been close to uh, in a relationship where you um, pondered the fact that maybe I'm maybe this girl's I could I could marry this one? Have you even thought it? Yeah. I, I had thought it years earlier. Uh, years earlier, I had yeah. certain girlfriends. I was like, I kind of hated breaking up. I was like, look, it's just not the right time in my life. But that's you would have been a more great the situation. Catch. I had um, a lot of girlfriends like that. I, I mean, I had a girlfriend in college for a couple of years that if we didn't break up, I might have ended up being that classic sort of, oh, I, you know, we stayed together and blah, blah, blah. Um, after that, it would be more like, yeah, it was just I'd be going out with girls that were great, but I was 25 right. or 27 and just moved to L.A. Yeah, you know, or a regular business. on a show. <laughs> no, he was re- pretty sure he recurred on my boys. I was, uh, I was I Check IMDb. I'm pretty sure it says series regular. And You're going to believe that? And they don't lie. Please. That thing's, <laughs> you know I think, oh, how old that thing says I am? It's blatant lies. <laughs> What's funny, too, is you grew up in a pretty solid family. Like, your parents were married their mm-hmm. whole life, and your brothers are oh, yeah. good guys. Yes, and oh, yeah. You were a very tight-knit family, and a lot of times those guys go on to go, oh, I want to replicate that and have my own family. I Actually, you know, it's one of those things that as a kid I just assumed. I always assumed by the time I was mid-30s I would be married at the latest. You know, like, that's for my brothers, too, and it's just... Um, yeah. It doesn't always go the way you picture it, I guess. And I'm not complaining the way it's gone, but I'm, you know... Dude, nothing goes <laughs> the way you picture it. <laughs> Well, say, Actually, I'm not my boys went the way I pictured it. Yeah, it did. 
You're right. People go, oh, I'm so sorry they didn't. And I go, look, it's very seldom you get a run like that ever. Yes. I feel very lucky How many we got it. You guys say? Four seasons we made. Four seasons. I yeah, mean, Michael was... Wright was the best guy. Turner. All the people at yes. TBS we worked with were fantastic. Steve we're Kuna still was great. friends yes. on Facebook. And no, we actually had a very a weird experience. And I mean this in that even our even the showrunner, the creator, Betsy, she had said one time, I said, things go really smooth over here. She goes, yeah, it's weird, Mike. TBS bought a show, and they asked me to make the show they bought. Yeah. They didn't try to change it. And I said, oh, that's interesting. That is, that's, that's an interesting way to look at it. It's unique. Yeah. Netflix took that model. That's, that's what it. Netflix That's exactly right. Now, yeah. yeah. To go, yeah. Um, talk about your dad a bit growing up, because sure. part of the premise of this was that I didn't know anything about parenthood, because my right. parents never... Were you guys open? Was your, did your father show you how to shave? Did he give you a facts of life speech? Yeah. I mean, my father had his own way of putting things, yeah. but you always knew sort of when there was some sentiment behind it. But no, I was a, I was the classic, you know, he coached all our little league teams. You know, my parents were involved in the school, like everything. I really, yeah. I mean, I was, I'm a very lucky person when it comes to parents. I really yeah. was, especially being the youngest of three, you know, when I wanted to be an actor. If I had been the oldest, no chance. Middle, maybe. But youngest, my dad sort of looked at it like, Two out of three ain't bad. I got two lawyers. Well, you got two lawyers. You know, exactly. Your brothers are, law- are yeah. successful lawyers in Vegas. Yes. You guys grew up in Vegas. Yes. And then you were like, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm just... going to play a lawyer on TV. Exactly. That's what I said. I mean, the first time my dad saw me to play in college, he was like, everybody was like, it's great. It's great. It's great. We went on to the theater festival in California. We did everything. But he just kind of came up, lit a cigarette, looked at me. He goes, yeah, it's funny. It was great. I mean, he did an hour and a half impersonation of me. I don't fucking get it, but I guess it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, all right. <laughs> he does have, he wasn't from Vegas, right? No, my father was a Bronx kid. Yeah, so uh, yeah, he, he had that accent. He did. My yeah. father was a Bronx kid, and then they moved him to Virginia, mid to late teens, yeah. so that he would stop running around with the young, crazy guys he was running around with. And then he ended up uh, going to UVA and so forth. I mean, excuse me, William & Mary. I'm sorry. My uncle went to UVA. Um, William & Mary... Uncle went to Old Dominion. Well, too. you know, Virginia, Virginia is for lovers. It is for lovers, and by the way. White supremacists. And white supremacists <laughs> who love to hate. So it's still for lovers, right? <laughs> don't yeah, get, don't love. get me There's started, a good joke. or you'll rename this know, podcast know, in 30 I seconds. Know, <laughs> I know. Well, honestly, I was telling Andy, I said, I'm thinking about starting my own um, white supremacist <laughs> splinter cell. Yeah. And I was thinking about having both of you guys because you're both white. Well, yeah. we're both white. And we're both very fine people. Right. And from what I understand, <laughs> That's white supremacists have Mike. very fine, fine people. people That's okay. All right. We're looking for more fine <laughs> right. Okay, people. great. I mean, I've got to fill some waivers out about the, the Judaism thing. But we'll yeah. get that solved. Just a waiver. Yeah. And honestly, the, the supremacist, if anything, I'm, I'm more of a white mediocritist. <laughs> Like there's nothing supreme about yeah, me. No. I'm 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 above average. Yeah. yeah. In certain categories, below Yeah. But supreme? I feel like supreme can be one. It can be one. And that's Steve Bannon. You're a white achieverist. I'm Steve a Bannon white achieverist. Is, yeah. White uh, Steve Bannon is uh he is the He's, one uh, who's he's gone by the, the job, way. Exactly. As of today. Oh, of course, Steve. Hey, you don't think the guy that used to edit and publish a newspaper could be leaking all those stuff? No, good right? Lord. Out of curiosity. Just I don't want to point the finger at the obvious, yeah, but anyways. Yeah. What would your dad say if he was around today? I'd say exactly what my dad <laughs> Because you got to understand something. But I'll tell a, you. It's a really interesting thing about that era we grew up in yes. and the era today. So uh, my father, there, there are a couple of things historically about my My father would always remind me a couple times a year that he listened on the radio live when McCarthy was was put down when the man said to him, at long last, have you no sense of decency? That was a very important moment for my dad. So I've always sort of looked for these important moments in history as well, and hopefully we're sort of going through one. That's a side note. But my father would say this, because I spent, I don't know how many 
countless years, coming home at night, three in the morning, I'd be getting off work, I'd be 21, 22, getting in after bartending. My dad would be sitting, watching Nazis march on the History Channel, smoking a cigarette, and he would take a pause, he would look at me, and he would go, that fucking Goebbels. <laughs> give me 10 fucking minutes in a room with him. They wouldn't be making a fucking special about him, I guarantee that. <laughs> Then he would pause and say, you want to split a soda? And I would say yes. And we would split a Coke. Hi, Mikey. <laughs> he didn't, didn't he not drink? He, no, he loved a Coke. He just couldn't drink a whole one. Bothered his stomach. No, he didn't drink <laughs> alcohol? Oh, no. My father was white label with a twist all the way. But it was not but not At, at the three house. in the morning, the last thing I want yeah. is a Coke. No, no. At three in the morning, my dad, I'm like my dad. I want a Coke and a frozen pizza. We would split a Totino, specifically. And Totino's listening, five send in the morning. me some. Yes, that's exactly at right. At three in the morning, the last thing I want is to ingest caffeine. Stay up till five in the morning while my father explained to me how he personally could have ended all these wars if they would just give him 10 minutes and then pick a name. Anybody. Always. Oh, Himmler? Give me 15 minutes with fucking Himmler. Himmler? <laughs> Himmler would take seven minutes, tops. Except Mengele, he would say, Mengele's going to take me some time. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. That dude, he, he okay. is absolutely right. So nowadays, I can tell Hitler you... Hitler would have been the first one to go. Easily. Hitler would have taken a minute. A minute. The weakest was at the top. No, no, no. My father would have enjoyed the others so much more. Mm. All the tough guy followers. And that's why I can tell you, he right now would be sitting... At home, if he was alive, watching the news, watching Steve Bannon march, and turn to me and say, "Give me Bye. ten fucking me minutes, me 10 with fucking Steve minutes. Bannon." We have this fucking problem. Uh, <laughs> what was your dad? Your dad's business? Mm -hmm. You guys were middle class, mostly. Yes. Yeah, we were. We, we had some same. bad runs, but we had, but we had, but, but most of the time, yes. Like, uh, what would a bad run entail? You know, we had that sort no of shoes for you this month, Mike. <laughs> you know, we had a bad run of. My father always owned a different business, and at some point in time, he had a, um, a home improvement business in Virginia. Tin Men. Yes, exactly, which is one of my dad's uh -huh. favorites. Can I, be the, can I be the after? Oh, my, I don't know. My dad, every time in the middle of that scene, would go, <laughs> it's a good scene. It's a little dated. We haven't done that pitch in about 15 years, but it's a good I scene. Love that movie and I would so say, much. Dad, you understand the movie's actually taking place. 20 something yeah, years. Okay, all right, never mind. It's not. All right, never Give me mind. 10 minutes in a room with Barry Levinson. I'll fix this shit. <laughs> 10 minutes with this guy. No, everybody will have fucking siding. <laughs> so, no, that's what we did. So, eventually, though. So, businesses would go and come. He would go and come. Yeah, would just, would I mean, he deliberately jump to another business, or would he go, he'd fish that one out, or he'd he would fish go one out, out maybe sell it? Um, so, right before the home improvement business, he had a booth. This might sound familiar, where he decided well, we can take people and we can put their pictures on fake magazine covers and make posters of them. And then he sold that contract to Circus Circus. So we were like, great, we're going to move to Vegas, and my dad's going to have an exclusive to put all these booths that you see in the hotels. Money I mean, makers. I mean, the long story short is obviously we, we got screwed out of this contract. That feels like it. Yeah. They go, no, no, we got it from here. Yeah, so my dad had another partner who just kind of went out and... My dad was very old school up until about the last 10 years of his life. Every deal was a handshake. He never broke a handshake deal. That was him. That's the generation he right. came from. He learned very quickly, though, Dude, that other people my, don't. It's my generation, too, or at yes. least my, who I am. It's it who I am. It frustrates me here me because too. I tell people all the time in Hollywood, I go, look, my handshake's my bond. It and is. If I say it, I'm going to do it. I wish. I really wish that that was something that would would make its way back into the People ether. nowadays, really do. they don't even worry about the handshake. They go, yeah, give me whatever contract you want, knowing they're going to sign it, and then break it. And then break it. And then go, out well, every contract, yeah. get out of it. It's not a big deal. Sue me. Go ahead. Try to sue me. I, I, if I can get out of every contract, then why not shake my hand? Yeah. <laughs> In other words, what is, was, I don't was, get it. So he's dealing with Circus Circus, which Circus, all the, all the casinos back then were mob run. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. Uh, you know, back then you still had a lot of Summa Corp, which was the Howard Hughes Corporation that, that sure. had bought a lot of those up. And eventually it kind of fell into three groups that own everything now. Yeah, yeah. So what happened with Mob in Las Vegas, not to go off on a different tangent, but it is my hometown. I know a little bit about it. What happened with Mob in Las Vegas is they went off and they didn't own all the hotels on the Strip so much anymore. But, you know, you'd walk into the Stardust <laughs> and there'd be an office in the back with six guys that had been there for 30 years. And I don't care who owns the hotel. Everybody in the hotel just acted like that was none of their yeah, business. That's the count room. <laughs> so, you know, you had, you had certain old school guys that were still moving through. And then the last of the officially sort of mob-owned casinos was the Continental. And I think that's, uh, I mean, got bought out by Terrible Herps, a gas station. Is so that, there you go. Yes. That's funny. And it's a very <laughs> successful hotel. <laughs> what was Vegas like when you were a kid, kid in the 80s? It was great. 80s, yeah. It was great. I mean, you know, it was, it was very much a uh, cowboy town. I mean, you know, there was no doubt that you were still living in a town. Even when I was bartending in my 20s, when the cops would come in and break up a fight, we'd go running outside and start throwing 20s in a hat. Right, left, right, left. You'd yell out which, which direction you thought the cop was going to go. Because if we thought the <laughs> cop was just going to arrest him, we knew he was going to turn right. But if we thought he was going to take a little detour, they always turn left. <laughs> and so we'd run outside Gamble after much? Well, you know, you you got to find your spots, Andy. <laughs> I handicapped the cop when he walked in based on the people he was going to throw out, and I usually bet left. That's so funny, <laughs> dude. That is so funny. And you started playing a lot of poker then? I did. I was, um, you know, my father played at a very high level. My is father, that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Did you guys have a game at your house? You were like four. He's like, sorry, Mike, I got to take your allowance back. I mean, when I was, well, what was I was going to say, when I was. Give me 15 minutes with your allowance. When we were all two and three, we were learning the car. Yeah, I mean, because my father. So my... I learned bridge as a kid. So it was gin for me. And we played poker. Exactly. Too, yeah. But my, see, my dad grew up with his grandfather teaching him all the cards before he was two, and he would run around and look at all the cards and then whisper in my grandfather's ear, and everybody thought it was so funny that the kid could barely speak, was going to look. But he would just come in two, three times in the night and let my, my grandfather know what everybody had, yeah. and those would be the nice moments for my grandfather in the hand. Oh, I remember that time we, we had that, <laughs> the long con. <laughs> what are you, Harold Gould from The Sting? Give a little signal, hey. right? two-year-old <laughs> kid in there with a cigar. <laughs> See, that's exactly <laughs> it. Well, my dad did the same sort of thing with us, only there weren't a lot of games at the house. My dad was more, um, you know, as my mother put it, she was like, well, your brother's got enough to read the newspaper, but I'm just glad you didn't. I was like, why? My brother Joe would be like, oh, God, a couple times a year, it'd be like uh, <laughs> poker game busted in Norfolk, Virginia with Mayor so-and-so, blah, 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 local businessman Phil Bunin, and blah, 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 <laughs> so forth and so on. And then my dad would always turn and go, yeah, but they didn't tell you that fucking Dr. J and Charlie Scott were in the fucking game that that's night because right. the ABA was in town. But yeah. those guys never got arrested. And I was like, no, Dad, that's Dr. J. He doesn't get arrested he's, in a poker he's game. A well, he's a doctor. <laughs> he's he's a doctor. always on call. Always on call. Oh, Fantastic wow. joke. I love always on call. So, no, I, we did grow up around it. My father, though, played... With all the big names you see, I mean, all the old school you names. Those had, were his games. You had a good run a couple of years ago. You finished pretty high in the World Series of Poker or something. I did. You made some good money. When we were on the, remember, we were just starting the road, actually. That's I, right. I took uh, three. 57th, I think, out of like 7,300 yeah, or something. It was like, it's in the 350s. I can't remember. I played five full days. It was and nice. You got a bad beat. I did get a bad beat. <laughs> I would rather just lose. I just the bad beat just kills me. Yeah. But I also cashed thirty six thousand, so Yay! I'm not gonna complain. <laughs> you know. Just lost. But that bad beat cost me twenty two minutes, and in twenty two minutes it probably cost me six thousand more. Easily, yeah. 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 Not to be a poker player about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jesus. What about from your childhood? So you're yeah. what was your mom like? Mother was my mother was 
from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Her parents came over on a boat from Italy. Um, she was... Oh, the... so they're Irish. <laughs> what's, the, uh, what's the maiden name? Pagano. Hey! Pagano. Like Chuck Pagano? Yes. Yeah, exactly. I never knew that. Um... And so she we was learning so much yeah, today, so much James. Today. <laughs> we talk every day. We talk every day. It usually just turns well, into a. We, it usually just turns. Where tur- your mom was. We're from. in Game of Thrones, or we're, we're going talking Game about of Thrones, or it talks about. Then it turns into because one of us is usually in the car, so it turns into this fucking guy. I can't even hear you. There's fucking traffic everywhere. Can you hear me? If you can hear me, hang this up and I'll call you guy back. Just cut me off. Exactly. Fuck, that's I'll usually, call you back. That's what happens. There's just a guy turning a knob somewhere, going. So they're in the middle of the conversation. Let me see if I can turn this down. <laughs> He's like, ha, 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 listening. Uh, listen to these two jackasses. Can you hear me? What it's the? true, though. It's getting just, worse. It really is getting worse. And it's like, how is there no service? We're in Los Angeles, California. Nah, there's a few users it's, We're here. not in uh, the Grand Canyon, man. No. There's fake trees all over Las Vegas that are cell towers. Yeah. I mean, you know. Jackasses. Put them up. They're doing it deliberately, man. <laughs> it's the man holding us down, Andy. Welcome back to Verizon Blow. <laughs> Plus, in our business, and we see that dude, the Can You Hear Me Now guy, where he gets another, yeah. really? You get another campaign jackass? With another, but I love, good for him. You know why? Because I love it's a whole other company. The other company literally, yeah. you know what happened with that guy, right? The other company had him paid the whole way through, and the new guy comes in and says, why are we holding this guy? We haven't run this campaign in years. Let's stop holding him. And they ended it, and immediately another phone company was like, hey, you want to work for us? Yeah. I didn't know that. So he was on retain. He was retainer. on retainer. Yes. They had a holding They had a holding like seven years. Yep. Even though he wasn't shooting anymore, even though to say you cannot do because somebody over he there had the conflict with yes thought that I guarantee up. he'll change the rules because now if you're going to hire someone you're going to see that and go you're going to write it into their contract when we're done with you mm. there's a twenty year window you got to pay they'll pay yeah. for it or they won't because it's like anything else it's like signing your first recording deal as Billy Joel sign all your rights away yeah, because, because you can't help it you want money so badly. Yeah. That some kid will go, yeah, they're still going to well, pay him a million a year. Yeah, they're gonna, well, they're going to pay you know, him a million he, a year, but they can put it in the contract and say, um, you can't go to another company. Most people do. Most people have that. You can't jump to another company. They try it. They really do. By the way, I, you know, I did a commercial with him in the original campaign. His name is Paul Marcarelli. Yeah. The stories he was telling me were, I mean, ridiculous. He works. He told me he works like 320 days a year. He does a ton of personal appearances. All what kinds. Was the contract a million. <clears throat> I, my guess was by That's the time a lot of work for a million dollars. By the time I got to him, yeah, it was it was he was over a million a year by the time I met him because he was about three years into right. the campaign. He also told me he's like he's like you don't understand he's like we're in Mexico shooting, and the cops pull us over, and they're not letting us go. They want to bribe, and he's like we're under a billboard of my picture, and nobody has seen it yet. But I'm panicking because I'm thinking they just think I'm just some random American right. tourist they can shake down. But when they see th- he said the one guy kind of looked up at the billboard and I looked over to him and I said, look, we'll pay you whatever you want. I'm diabetic and I'm trying to get over the line right now to get my <laughs> insulin. And if I don't get over the line, I'm going to die in the next three hours. He, the said they, he said they just took whatever money we had and, and, and we took off across the border. That's but he funny. said it was like an hour of they were not going to let us go. They didn't like how much money we had. We had to call other people. He said the whole time all I'm thinking is this is the only really I'm going to be famous now. Now I'm going to be famous, you know, and get kidnapped. He had some ridiculous stories. That's that crazy. Dude. Just think about the price he has now. The worth to that other company now. Absolutely. He's probably getting paid double what he was. He's doing tons and tons of commercials. Tons of them. I think he owns his own theater. He's a good guy. In New York somewhere. Yeah, nice That's guy. Cool. Yeah. 
Take the money and run. Absolutely. If somebody will give it to me. <laughs> yeah, somebody. Say, for the love of God, somebody pay somebody us Somebody pay me. Um, so Vegas. <laughs> Mike, more about my wife. It is funny yes. because you, me, and my wife, you were... Well, we ran around New York a lot for two and a half weeks. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the two and a half weeks. Yeah. That was so much fun. It's great but, when you have a shit ton of money and you can just hang in New York. Isn't yeah, it? I have to say this. I, well, I just have to tell we're, It's a, literally the fourth day into them sort of going out, you know, maybe a week into it. And he's playing Caroline's. Oh, yeah. And uh, we're backstage hanging out, you know, uh, doing the show, having fun. And Kaylor yells to the bag. He's like, hey, Bunin, you better get out of here. And so I come out and there's flatteringly about 10 or 15 girls that are all fans of my boys mm -hmm. really flattering take pictures and say hello and i look over at kate and she's just staring at the whole thing and the girls are very friendly you know are you guys in new york long what are your plans do you want some recommendations where to go sexual, yeah, right? no no it was it was it was it was it was very it was, really, it was nice. really genuinely nice and friendly as they walked out jamie's like let me go grab my bag and kate and i are sitting there silent and i turn to kate and i go you weren't sure we were on a TV show, were you? And she goes, well, you know, a lot of people say a lot of things, and I, I just assumed in, it was she true. <laughs> she goes, I assumed it was true, but I just didn't know what the, like, where it was. Like, did people really watch it? Was it really on? And she's, I was like, I was She's like, still yes. to this day, play, she plays it like she has no idea that I was ever on television. <laughs> and whenever I do stuff, she's like, she never is like, oh, what? what's the project? That looks, sounds fun. She's like, what's that pay? That's all, it's the only question I get let me, now. Let me ask you a question. So did she she bail on her boyfriend and just hang with you for the two weeks you were there? He wasn't. Uh, he did come back at some point over those two and a half weeks, right? And so they were supposed to do something, and she and I were speaking, and then she was like, "You know what? Uh, let me. I'm going to cancel that." And she canceled the date with the other dude, and then went with me. But I was only there for two and a half weeks, yeah. and then I left. Yeah, and I didn't really, I guess, um, present. Uh, a front of like, hey, we're going to continue this as much as she wanted me to. I remember this, yeah. And so I but, called but Mike her. Did. I had a gig in Ohio. <laughs> Mike said, I'd I let her know. Another dress I for her. I let her know. Oh, I him. Said, yeah, sorry. I had a gig in Ohio and she was going to be in Ohio and I was like, hey, we should meet up. And she was like, yeah, yeah, maybe or whatever. And then she kind of blew me off. Oh, yeah. And I go, all right, whatever. But, you know, I didn't. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Going home to your seven hundred dollars apartment. Who gives a yeah, fuck? and I was, you know, we were we were both seeing other people, and uh, then uh, she told me later. She goes, "Yeah, you you didn't give me enough heads up time." And I, her father has trained her. Right. He used to be the guy. I guess this happened numerous times where some boy would call on like a Saturday at like five thirty to see what she was doing tonight. He would answer the phone, and, and some guy would go. Uh, I wanted, hey, is Kate there? And, and he'd be like, why? He goes, oh, I was inquiring about some plans this evening. He goes, you got to call three days in advance. <laughs> 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 he, go. he goes, don't you ever go out with a boy who calls you last minute. That means he's not thinking about you. You're a last minute plan. Don't, don't ever be anybody's last minute plans. And I go, that's a great approach. It's a great, can I tell you something? Because that philosophy holds true now. I just had to, a, a friend of mine, she hadn't been single in many years. She got single, and she was sort of like, this is years ago now, but she was sort of talking about, she's like, this guy keeps texting me but not calling me. I'm like, that's a last-minute call. A guy that texts you last minute is probably not it's looking a, to date It's, it's a booty call. It's the me same thing. He's 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing, though. He's correct in telling her that. He yeah. is correct. But I think that's the generation growing up now. Yeah. It, you know, if, you, if you're dating somebody and you call them nowadays, 
they get freaked out. Oh, yes. Like, what, what are you calling me for? I can't. Okay. I have a thing Horrible about. Horrible time to date. I have a, I really do. I, uh, this is this is interesting in, in a sense. I hope it is. I have a thing we'll, about. We'll be the judge. Uh, yeah. so you be the Andy judge. Andy will be if the I'm judge. If I'm going to ask a girl out, I won't do it over a text or an email Ever? or a message. I always call. But I have found in recent, like in the last couple of years, that when you call, you, you get a lot of like, uh, hey, hello. Yeah. It's like, do you not answer your I don't understand. I was calling in person. I thought it shows. Interest, interest if you're willing to take the time to scare the shit out of right. me. <laughs> like literally a phone call now is considered are you a stalker? Are you okay? It's like the guy called me. Yeah. yeah. Did you, you give him you your number? To the hospital or something? Yeah. Well, what's <laughs> funny is that's how you know when you're with the right person because yeah. you can have these odd conversations for hours yes. and not go like, Oh, I gotta get off this phone and all of a sudden you're like, Hey, this person's actually maybe a good fit for me. Yes. You don't have that with text There's no inflection, there's no There's no inflection uh, the context. Text, text is the worst, especially with somebody new, because even if you're thinking like, Okay, we're gonna text back and forth and get to know each other, there's always that two minutes of like yeah, there's no inflection in any of these jokes. And you don't understand. There's no joke. You can't be there's sarcastic. There's no joke. You can't be yeah. sarcastic. Or the other person like, no charm. went to the bathroom and you don't get an answer right away. And yes. Like, what the fuck yes. Is he with somebody oh. else? Is yeah. he with somebody right. else? Exactly. Is he texting somebody else while I'm trying to text? Yeah, yeah I know. You know. And, and so then worse. half hour later, sorry, I had to take a shower because yeah. I'm going to do something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you have a conversation that would take two and a half minutes, but it's over a week and a half because you're like, God damn it, man, what's happening? Oh, no. And in fairness, you know, I'll say this, and then you guys can just light me up. Uh, when oh it comes, <laughs> when it comes, oh, we're gonna I, light you up anyway. Don't uh, worry about it. But I was just say, but Jamie, but actually, Jamie's probably seen this. If anything, I'm actually fairly shy when it comes to trying to ask a girl out mm-hmm. that I might like in particular. Fairly. <laughs> no, me too. So, so I was gonna say, it's not. You know, me too. That's why way, I drank the, so the much. Way, the way I say it is, I have absolutely no game whatsoever. Yeah. 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 No, I. I, I do not, when I'm drunk. Yeah. Well, exactly. I, so it's it's in, in, the, in the in the window of drinks that I'm yeah. that I'm good. But then your choices which are is a little different. Two to four <laughs> beers, and then at beer five, I'm shit again. I'm yeah, always no, at beer at beer five or scotch five, scotch I'm five. turning around to Caesar's Palace and yelling at him, "Hey, hey, you can't nap on those people. They don't know you." Do you they, remember that? I think they did know me. <laughs> they didn't know you. I was in a comedy festival. You were laying on three people in the back row pit at Caesars. <laughs> you're, you're shy, and you can continue with that. I'm sorry, let's sorry, just, sorry. Let's <laughs> no, I, li- I like leaving it right where it was. <laughs> I will tell you this. I like the no defense plan. You know when people go, you're you're on a great ride of my boys. Make sure you enjoy it. Make sure. Don't don't look back and go, man. I wish I'd have had more fun doing it. None of us are ever going to say no. That. We, we enjoyed, every enjoyed every minute of that. Minute yes. of it. Yes, we did. Uh, yeah, and we. I think we milked everything we could get out of it, except for another season. We threw a pitch out at Wrigley. We threw a pitch out. I mean, at Wrigley. come on. I mean, yeah, we, we milked well, also, everything we could. We didn't hit a photographer Mike on the balls I. either. The other ones were the more <laughs> serious actor types, and so Mike and I were more the stand-up types. Yeah. And so they would fly us. To do like to do promotion, promotion. So we go they to Austin, knew. Texas, yes. and drink with affiliates, yes. or go to the upfronts and go drink. You know, they were like whole party with the affiliates <laughs> and make people watch this show. And yeah, we would do all the on-set buddies. interviews. All we would always so, do. Yeah, they knew in Texas that time. Literally, we were doing the upfronts in New York, and they're like, "Hey, we want to reroute you guys to Texas for the yeah. Time Warner affiliates. Is that okay?" And we were like, "Uh," and then. Steve Coonan and Edie Coonan were like, do you guys golf? And we were like, yeah. And so, you know, yes, we flew to Texas, golf for a day. uh, They bought us golf shoes, outfits. (laughs) Outfits. Drove us to a golf resort, gave us clubs and balls. It's almost as if you were celebrities. Almost. (laughs) We played the Albert Pujols golf tournament. 
twice. Dude, it was incredible. Phenomenal. Yeah, we really did yeah, not was great, waste. Those it was a great run to this day. And still a great look run. at you now. Hey, and we had it. Most people no, in this town never had it. This is now I'm the guy. I know guys who've had six-year runs and basically are just paying off the IRS yeah. the rest of the time. Yeah, Mike's basically a regular on Superstore now. He's a big I'm recurring. Mike's well, a he's big a regular. Deal. He just doesn't get paid as a regular. He gets paid <laughs> I'm, as a recurring. I'm recurring. <laughs> it's a, he's a series recurrer. It, it is like a. It is a. Um, it's the. You know, we talked about this on my boys. It was a very fun set to work on, and that's not often the case, as we all know. With no offense to anybody in particular, yeah, just it's, it's a tough thing. He's been on They're some always of my sets. at least somewhat fun, but that was like stu- but, like we would get in early. And not leave. Right. We would after we'd done shooting. Nobody would leave the set. Friday nights we go to offices and drink till two in the morning and play foosball. Yeah. Drive a golf cart hammered around Paramount Pictures where I almost broke Calais Stewart's arm. In fairness, you almost rolled the cart. The broken arm would have been a. I almost killed you in a different golf cart. That's that's true. That's that's a different one. He's not great with golf carts. Not great with golf carts, Andy. Apparently, the golf carts and whiskey probably don't mix. I remember drilling a wiffle ball into a window pretty hard, and a guard got mad at me about three in the morning on Paramount. You know, we We came back for season two on Paramount. We had a memo in our box that reminded every welcoming my boys back to Paramount and reminding everyone over there that it's a dry lot. (laughs) It was not a dry set. No. We Stage had some, nine shot, was we not had some scenes. If we were shooting like a Friday night and we were in the Crowleys, we'd we'd be drinking whiskey while we were doing the scene. Last couple of takes, we'd tell them you can put the Jameson in there I if you want. Tell you a story. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> there we go, an Andy story. story. Here we go. When I was living in Boston, they were shooting. The I'll be back. No, no, you have to listen oh, to this. Okay. They were shooting a movie in Boston with Diane Keaton and Liam Neeson. It was mm-hmm. called The Good Mother. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to get my SAG card, so I was doing extra work. And we're down, uh, I wanna, uh, what's the, the Union House Oyster Bar? Been there. Okay. <laughs> and they this like, original bar, you know, like Sam Adams drank there yeah. and his elbow was here. You Fantastic. Know, that, right? So I'm an extra and I'm at the bar. And it's wintertime. Right. It's cold outside. They're giving us fake beer. But they have the real bartender from the place there, like the real Union Grill, whatever his name. And we're like, hey. We're gonna be here all fucking night. Can you, can you give us a call? Us, Come on, man. Out. So we're getting loaded. It's like three in the morning, and it's getting really cold out. And Diane Keaton keeps coming back in to warm up. <laughs> it's now like four in the morning. We're absolutely hammered, and one of us—I won't say who—yells. Diane comes in the door and goes, "Close the fucking door! It's freezing out there." <laughs> we weren't in the movie yet. They <laughs> 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 get fired. They get fired pretty quickly. Yeah. Well, she should have closed the door. Well, she should have. Or worn a jacket. I don't know what she was. She knew she was in Boston. with her, and she she was. Wear a jacket. Maybe she learned because she always kept doors closed on Family Stone. Oh, she did. Yeah. She was very adamant about close the fucking door. I go, Diane, that's language, please. Liam Neeson also very very big. Liam Neeson big. Close the fucking door. Skills. One of them is closing a door. I've worked with him quite a bit actually over the years. Talking about before Andy put a giant speed bump in. You don't have to say that. It won't be in the podcast. Oh, yeah, I want that yeah, in the podcast. Maybe. He might make it. <laughs> he's saying, oh, no, like he's making, no. I he's saying no because he's worried about ramifications of oh, Diane no, Keaton no, seeking him out I, to punish no, him. No, I, I fixed her Walkman. She loves me. I'll let my father talk to Diane Keaton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 10 minutes, you want to have a fucking minutes problem. Problem. Diane Keaton. no fucking problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Annie Hall. My whole, my, my whole life in Vegas was, I, like, I get a job at a nightclub when I was 20, and I'd start to recognize guys that I'd maybe seen with my dad. 
and all the guys working there were afraid of those guys. And so I'd start <laughs> to go. They'd be like, where are you going? I'd be like, that's the next cow. That's got to be, uh, what's his name? I don't want to say his name. That'd be, what's his name? But yeah, and so I'd walk over and, you know, big six, seven guy. And to give, you know, it's 1990 in a Sergio Tacchini sweatsuit getting out of an Excalibur. <laughs> hey. And he's mean. He's move, move, move. And it gets to me and I go, Mr. So-and-so, I don't mean to bother you. Well, my father is so-and-so. And he would be very disappointed in me if I didn't come over and say hello for him. <laughs> You're Phil, Phil you're Phil's kid? And I'd say, yeah, bang, here's 100. You tell him Tony said hello. <laughs> I, made, I made more money just saying hello to people in the nightclub, oh man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where's that job Tom, today? I said hello. I could use that job. Nope. Yeah. None, of these guys, none of these guys wanted me to go back to my dad and say, you know, I ran into so-and-so. He didn't mention you. Yeah, yeah, They yeah, all yeah. had so to make sure. So your dad was involved in some... Business. So in Las Vegas, this is the truth of the matter. In Las Vegas, if you are in the gaming industry, chances are you are dealing with people that have been in the gaming industry their whole lives. But unlike my dad, who moved to Las Vegas to do it, they were doing it illegally somewhere, probably got convicted of a felony for it, and then moved to Las Vegas to do it legally. So you deal with a lot of people that are legitimate businessmen who don't come across that way is the best way to put it. Yeah, because the legitimate business they're in was not legitimate in the other 49 states. Because they have no... They are used to... Um Accounts receivable, they're used to collecting their money in a different way than they do in Las Vegas. <laughs> the judge find his checkbook. Yeah. Um, what's funny now, dude, is it's basically legal everywhere. Yeah. You know, sports booking is going to be legal, right? In the States. It's coming. I would be shocked if there isn't some... Uh, I don't know if it'll be all the states, but I would be shocked if the majority of the states don't have some form of legalized gaming in the next 10 to 15 years. Does that hurt Vegas? I don't think so. And here's why. It's such a destination. Vegas was built on it. That's what Vegas is. Yeah. You know, it's, you know... And the shows. The show, the, everything. The and now take, and take a look what's going on. All these young... You know, we used to, as kids, we used to be like, well, who's going to take over the strip? Because when I was a kid, it was Sinatra and Dean Martin and Sammy still and all those guys. Now it's a YouTube star well, who, I was, or, who plays video games. Not Britney just that. Spears. Britney Spears, Richard Marks, as we, you know, got... Uh, got by the way, it, a right? shout out. This yes. probably won't... I don't know. This won't air by then, but Richard Marks, our friend, who's done the podcast. Yes. Uh, is doing a residency. Wish, it would be so great if we could get out there to Just see it. Oh, and yeah. so that, yeah. And, but yes. why, why couldn't you go now, Jamie? I have kids. Hmm. Oh, 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 thanks, okay. Andy. Yeah. Andy always brings it back on you track. You want Andy and I oh, to yeah, go yeah. and do, a, do we'll the take interview? Some pictures you guys with still won't go. You're late. We'll, we'll take some problem. pictures with Richard. Here's the great thing about having kids at this age. Now they're the greatest excuse ever because the truth is, when we were younger, you'd be like, yeah, I'd get in a car at 11 o'clock on a Friday night, drunk. Oh, yeah. And drive to Vegas. Yeah. Well, you sound like a hell of a guy. Now I'm like, you can't. If you gave me a year, I and planned it. I'd be like, right. oh, I can't, I can't make it, man. I can't do it. I can't go. I can't make it. We have to. And it's send not him, just. We the have kids. to send him pictures from there. Yeah, you're not going. And I know the two of you. Please, chair. it would be a miserable it's my weekend. Town. Please, I go all the time. But listen, Mike, you were saying you, were, but you were talking about Vegas. You want to go with Andy? Yes. How horrible! I, that I had be? never gone there until like 1996 or seven. Oh, interesting. Okay. And even from then to now, Very it's all now it's about restaurants and pools. It is. That's exactly it's right. It's not about like no, when we went, seeing a great show yeah. necessarily or gambling even that much. No, and every like every hotel now has its signature club. When I was going out, it was like, let's go to Caesars and go to Cleopatra's Barge and yeah. get a fist fight. Like That's, you know, yeah. you know, you know, you know well, I still go when I when <laughs> you I know? go there, those are the bars I go it to. It is. Yeah. You know, it's like let's go see but Sam Butera the and now. then we'll get in a fight. It used to be everything was cheap because they knew they'd make their money gambling. That's correct. People don't even gamble. 
travel that much anymore. So they go, well, the rooms are expensive. The f- food's expensive. The shows are not cheap. They used to give you the free shows. When I, I, I mean, when I was 19, we'd go to the horseshoe. We'd, we'd cash into a quarter crap table for $40. We'd drink 300 in crappy scotch for free. Yep. Win or lose, we'd go upstairs and we'd have a nine ninety nine steak dinner yep. that was normally 40 bucks during the afternoon. With a shrimp cocktail. With a shrimp cocktail. And a waiter that knew me that was complaining about how he went bust yep. on the horses, so it would cost me another 40 and a loan on the way out the door either way. But that was our evening. I mean, it was just that's what you <coughs> did. Yeah. Then we'd catch the midnight show of Playboys, Girls, and Rock and Roll at the Maxim. <laughs> No, pretty ifs, good show actually. No pretty ifs, good show. ands, or buts. Nudes on two ice two at two the Imperial Palace. Plaza. Imperial Palace. Imperial Palace Nudes yeah. on ice. Yeah. The shows were awesome. Oh yeah, fantastic. We well, had Folly Bergere. You had you had Bobby Barasini beating up That's his right. orangutans backstage yeah. for most of the night. You had uh, you had a lot of great shows and things. There's a sense time. you don't hear a lot. <laughs> well, we had Penn Gillette did the sh- and he, oh sure that which is one of the best shows in Vegas. And also, in fairness to him, that was a change in in Vegas shows when when Penn really came and started and Penn and Teller started their show there. Vegas was going in a different direction for what's the future of our shows. Yeah. You know, what's what's it going to be like? Who are we name, marketing to? Name yeah. people finally were like going yeah. back to. It went through a weird period. Uh, it used to be Sinatra. They started it. Yes. Then it kind of slowed down and it became not cool to play in Vegas. That's correct. Right. Um, you even went to UNLV. I did. I went to UNLV. I was a sophomore mm-hmm. when they won the national title. I just want to point that you went out. under a debate scholarship. By I the way. did. I went on a speech and debate scholarship to UNLV. And Your I father went. must have been proud about that. He was uh, honestly my my brothers also went. It's on a pretty a, cool thing. We we all three were on speech and debate scholarships in college. Knowing yes. yeah, and talking to you over these years, if I have, I can I see it easily. You just <laughs> won't shut up, and like you're no so way adamant about your point well, of view is, to the point where you won't. Actually, bend. what I was interested in where he was going before when we were talking about dating and babies and stuff. Yeah. and you said you were uh, shy about yes. asking women out, and yet you seem like such an outgoing, gregarious, lovely fella. Yeah, that thank uh, you. I was uh, Let him curious. Talk. I was curious about that. <laughs> yeah, go back to sleep now. No, it's a different. Th- it's a different thing. Um, yes, I have no problems getting on stage with a group of people taking a suggestion and doing forty-five minutes of unscripted material straight. That to me doesn't seem. To me, it doesn't even feel like we're, there is no net. It just feels like, oh, of course, this is going to work out. The idea of somehow burning on stage does not bother me as much as burning in front of a girl trying to ask her out. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I get that. I mean, maybe oh. you can tell me. Maybe we should start your own You're artificial therapy. <laughs> you need to start drinking more. <laughs> See, you, got, you and your liquid courage. See, this is. I don't think this is a solution for everything. But let me. I, but but let well, me. I'm add, married. But, I don't have to deal with it now. But let me point this out. Is it argue? Can he argue? Let's go speech and debate. Can he argue that his drinking theory is what led him to have the classic American dream lifestyle: a wife, two kids, a nice yes. house. That's is that your argument? Yeah. And that my I think n- it was Mike that led you to that. From all the stories I just heard, I just assumed, well, he, I just assumed I he looked he smart held enough. He held Kate's Please. hand while you were being an idiot. Yeah, because I was smart enough to Again, use right, him. Sure, I used him sure. as my conduit. The world's best. You were my man. You're my planet. meat puppet. It feels like a show business career for me, where I did all the work and got nothing out of it. Yeah, welcome <laughs> to the world, buddy. I'll give you copy, credit, and meals. Uh, that's that's exactly and right. And I think we're going to play the Cincinnati Film Festival. And so I, enjoy not that. only did I help him out, I had to headline his wedding. Dude, the speech at the wedding is real. You tell tell the story about the dog. They, you know, they they have a dog, Max, and they had this big, I don't know, like ten by fifteen it foot was big. picture. 
of, in a, of in Max a, at the wedding in, in shoes and a bow tie. In shoes and a bow tie on the dog because he it, couldn't make it to the wedding. So but it literally, happened. so we're at his wedding. He's got this giant picture of his dog with a tuxedo and whatever. But it looks like I mean everybody's dressed and you know there's a priest. I mean it looks like we're in in memoriam for the dog. It looks like we're at Max's wake. And so that That's was what most, you opened with. That was my opening. <laughs> that was my speech. Honestly, I'd seen him on stage a hundred times, and uh, that was the best show he ever had. <laughs> was my wedding. Was his speech? You didn't write a word. Did you, did you yeah. tape it? Um, I don't maybe think we so. should make an album. Isn't out of it crazy? It. Nowadays, you wouldn't. We, we could pull it up in a second. Right. Back, it was, I guess, seven. How long have I been married? It was technically in the, in the era ago. of was we would tape it, ago? but no. <laughs> not really. Somebody. Oh, we had a wedding photographer, but I don't know if we had a wedding were video. There we didn't do a video. There were, but I don't know if it was so rampant that everybody yeah, was videoing everything wasn't. with their it phones. You know, now everyone would film because this could have been his Christmas. Record. That's. I want to tell you about the law <laughs> of diminishing returns. I also think I was smart enough to get out of the game mm-hmm. before it's. Haywire with the online dating and the apps of so like, I, are you in this yeah. building? You want to have sex? Who are you? Swipe, swipe, swipe. Like I can't it's a terrible do that. I can't do that. Okay, but that's I get yelled at because I won't have a dating profile thing. And honestly, I'm still of the mindset. I don't think it's creepy. I actually think it's very acceptable. There are certain things. I think it works for a lot of people, and I can. It's more them. the norm than it's not. It's more the norm than it's not. Yeah. In my mind, I'm the guy that's like, do I want? I know what. Most politicians don't know, which is that everything you do online is forever. <laughs> okay, so even me, I'm just thinking not because I think I'm famous. That's not it. I just mean me as a person. Do I want a permanent dating profile for the rest of my life digitally out there? Yeah, the answer is no. I also, I, I'll take that a step further. Will you vote for a candidate in the future? Whose nude pics from college have been online for twenty years? Because that's that's what's coming. That's what's well, coming, that's guys. Kind of come. I mean, that's it. And I think uh, I would vote for the candidate that would own it and go, "Yeah, we had a great time." What I was going to tell you is, yes, we were young and foolish. And the, yes, as long as there is I mean, nothing listen, untoward or illegal guy, in that, I don't care. Hurt, I agree. People with voted you. for a guy who said he, he loved grabbing women by the pussy and that he could do whatever they want. Oh, I vote he's for that guy. That sounds so like if you vote for him, yeah, thank you. I mean, Bill Clinton was the first one to even. Intimate was, that he was like, well, I, I didn't inhale or something. Right, right. that's what he said. But I didn't inhale. I, was a, at the I time, smoked marijuana, but I didn't inhale. Yeah, yeah. And he had, he did not have sexual relations. Right, which by she the way, blew me. I didn't inhale. Why don't you lick a sandwich for Nowadays, lunch and see how much nutrition in, you get? In today's world, I don't think Clinton survives. <laughs> no, I don't think. He I think can. with Mo, I think with the Monica Lewinsky thing, I think he goes down. In today's world, it would have been no so pun. well documented, and it would have been bad. Well, but him. hang on a second. But well, in today's world, we allow. I was to say, well, we elected a guy that. Said that should have gone down. If, in other words, if Clinton would go down, go down. For, for, I agree with you. Honestly, I think we should. Ma- he he's going to try to quit, and we should make him stay and go. You're, it's your job because he, yeah. he's at the point now. He's like, uh, this is no, this is I'll actually take, a bigger. Pain I'll take his quitting on the first fucking yeah, go. Even though this will be, I'm trying not to be political. I'll just make one small thirty second point at most. My point. The was following commercial be- was paid for by Mike <laughs> Unin for Senate. And remember, if you get a dirty carpet, carpet bright. <laughs> Give well, me come to your home for $49. And that's what I had to say. That's give, all. Give me, <laughs> give, give me 15 minutes with that fucking Trump. Give me 15 fucking minutes. He's a fake-ass fucking Brought to you by carpet bright. I was going to very simply say that, um, you know, while if Mike Pence took over the job, I don't agree with him politically, I will honestly tell you I think that internationally with anybody else in office, we could feel a little ah, safer. We're all dead no. soon anyway, Mike. <laughs> no, politically, he's a fucking maniac, but at least he's not certifiably insane. Here's where I'm jealous Jeez. of yeah. not having children. Yeah. Is that 
my fear for the future through my kids. Like before my yes. kids, I didn't give a shit. So this is we would talk about the world, no, 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 and I'd have... always be like, "Well, I don't care. I'm not going to be here for that bullshit." Right. Always thinking, yeah. Listen, we've made nuclear bombs. They're going to be used eventually. They're it's it's going to happen. I don't know when, but eventually. And now I have these kids, and I'm terrified on a daily yes. basis for them. Climate wise, I'm terrified. Yeah, that's for their kids, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. I don't know. Every time I, I turn around, Al, Al Gore's movies, it's like, it's like, and Wednesday the world ends. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> don't even talk well, about Thursday. <laughs> I mean, New Orleans is going to be gone, gone at some point. Gone. Miami, they're already trying to beef it up. It's like, you, by the way, you should stop trying to live under sea level. Yes. That's not. I mean, we should try to save New Orleans, though. <laughs> yeah. Culturally, <laughs> It'll maybe. be Atlantis. It'll be a uh, yeah, scuba diving village. Turn it, turn it into a museum somewhere or something. Yeah. Can you imagine a safe underwater New Orleans? That would be fun, guys. Oh, I'm just man. saying. <laughs> be like a James Bond film. Mike's hard exactly. at work with this idea. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like, like having people without kids on my show. It's <laughs> actually way more fun than talking hey, about hey, fucking Andy, kids. Andy, uh, can I borrow your computer? I got some. Andy, I got an idea for an underwater jazz club <laughs> I need to put down some. Perfect, man. Blowing bubbles with my trumpet. Do you do either of you think um marriage and kids are still in play, or do you think you're like, nah, if it happens, it happens, but I wouldn't bet on it. My for me, my assumption is I like to still think it's in play. I don't know that I'll ever actually have a wedding, but I do like to think that I will end up with somebody and we will have a traditional sort of family life. Yes. Little Kurt Russell, Goldie Hawnish. Why not? Maybe. Why not? Right? She's taken. Oh, yeah. uh, you, that way you were. I, I misunderstood that. I thought you were offering me Goldie Hawn. <laughs> no, I was. Is oh. that not clear? Then I, yes. I I'll tell you was. one thing. Goldie Hawn knows how to close a fucking door. <laughs> she does. <laughs> or yes, that's exactly yeah, right. I, I like saw her do it on it, fucking laughing like, all the time. I'm like ten years older than you. How old are you? Forty-seven. Yeah, I'm a lot older than you. So it's uh, over for you. I'm sixty-two. I gotta be honest with you. I didn't think you were in your sixties. Yeah, I didn't think so. Either. No, yeah. I thought you were less yeah. than ten years. We'll so I still too. think it's in play, but the kids, I don't want to deal. Yeah, you could honestly at this Not point. Not at this too. point. I have to say, I, watching. I regret that I might might have wanted them at a different time, but yeah. After like watching Jamie, yeah, do it, and I mean this. This is a compliment. I'm not going on a joke here. After watching Jamie do it. I have realized that I'm not sure if physically I have what it takes no, to chase no. a couple of kids around. And, and I, <laughs> no, I get and that. My thing yeah. is like I don't like noise. It's amazing that I'm here. Right. <laughs> but I don't like noise. I when a baby cries, if I'm on a fucking plane or in a store or at a restaurant, I lose my mind. I'm okay with the baby crying. I, I hate the parent going, Shh, please for the love of God. Yes. I'm like, I'm just shut up. Let the baby cry. Hold it. The reason my mindset on it, my mindset on a baby crying on a plane is, I'm pretty sure the parents don't want the baby to cry either. So right. I just try to mentally I say to myself, so, so you why know, haven't they killed? I have it people. Yet? <laughs> I have people. I have people like Andy give me shit, <laughs> and I light them up. Well, yes, that's exactly. I go, right. dude, listen. Do you, do you think I want this right, kid to cry? Right, right. We're no, doing the best I mean, we can. I don't think Andy complains. I, it's yeah. not that I go, hey, asshole, some shut people, your kid up. Some no, but I see people I do, do it. I see people do, and I fucking go ballistic on I people. go, Lord Jesus, yeah. how does anybody handle this? I need... Right. They don't. I need to right. do, I, they don't. We go, to a happy, we go to a happy place. We try to go to a Zen state. I mean, I was holding the baby one time on the plane early, and yeah. she was. She finally stopped screaming, and she, was, she had fallen asleep. I was afraid to move. Of course. So after two hours, numb... One arm's numb. Doesn't matter. Pulsing. My back is throbbing, and one and my leg, I'm in a weird position. Ugh. But I was like, I have two choices. If I move and this kid wakes up, it's a nightmare again. So 
after like a two and a half hours, I was physically in pain. If you can the reach the call Mike, button. I couldn't. I couldn't reach anyone. Mike, when was the last time you were physically in pain on a plane? Mike's physically in pain every day. Every time I fly. No, he's in pain <laughs> on a daily basis. Um, that went wrong. I am every a little day. bit. Yeah. No, I, I am. A, I a long right flight now. gets my back and, and everything. Yeah. A long flight with a kid screaming nearby. It can, yes. My... Yes. Sometimes it's great, though, because what I'll do is I'll get up with the kid and I'll go back and the flight attendants would normally go, please, sir, please go sit down. Right. But holding a baby, they usually have mercy. Yeah. And I go, look, I'm, I'll walk up and down the aisle. Well, you couldn't. If you were just a normal dude and you get up on a plane and, and walk, walk up and yeah. down the aisle, you'd get tackled, handcuffed, tackled, going to jail. Somebody would yell, let's with roll, baby, hit you with a fucking car. You can kind of go for a stroll. For unless yeah. unless your plane. baby was crying, then someone would tackle you and beat the shit out of you. Maybe. I don't know anymore. <laughs> now been, it's just like, here's your iPad. Shut up. They're yeah. both they're both iPadable now. Well, I don't blame you for that. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I can't a, say anything yeah. about stuff like that, but it seems odd. Let me ask you this. I'll ask you this question about it because there is something to everybody wants immortality in a way. We, yeah. we want to be remembered. I think I Do actually you, just want to live forever. I, I think of course we okay, cry sorry, at this point. Well, this my is question the Barbara Walters is, <laughs> Where like I was when I was single, every year turned into a similar year of like, mm-hmm. oh, it's Christmas again. Uh I never saw myself aging because each year You'd go through the same. You'd have different career points and stuff. Right. But right, it's Easter. I would go with so and so, whatever girlfriend I was dating. I would go there. I would do this or whatever. And now with the kids, every year they grow six inches. I can see the time passing so much easier. Yes. And so when I was single, there was almost a shallowness to my life that I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but there's something where it's just nothing means anything. I get that. Yeah. I, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I have to go straight to therapy after this. Yes, yeah. Right. Whereas now, I'm going with you. Can we do couple? Well, <laughs> yes, we can. Not, not to get too serious for a minute, but yeah, yeah. I was really upset by Chris Cornell and Chester Bennington no, killing I'm, themselves. Yes, right? Because yeah. they had Me, children. That's why I'm. Yes. I'm physically angry about yes. it. I was so sad yes. because I'm, I'm huge fans of both artists, and then I was like. You guys are dicks. You can't do that. To, here's what's funny. Well, I'm having kids at this since age. When isn't I'm taking trying your to own stay life alive. A selfish thing. I mean, that's a, uh, it's a horribly ex- selfish. Yeah, it's horribly. Listen, selfish. but if you're a single person and that's their journey, they go. You if go, you're a I single get person, it. I get it. And I get, I get, I get. I if they're get tortured, it. if they're ill, it's still a horrible end. thing. I get it. But when you do, but have, I get it. Yeah. When you have kids, you have to. It's that. Here's the difference. Now my life is not about me. My right. wants and needs are secondary to my children's needs. And I have to, I live my life that way. And they didn't. They took their own concerns over their children's concerns to leave. Chester Bennington has six children. Yes. I, th- I think what he's saying is that his wife has taken all the belts out of the house. Oh. Yeah. Do I you- don't know about you guys. I would never. It's, I've always said, I go, listen, if somebody says I killed myself, it's a, it get call the 48, first 48 hours. It's, I was going to say, true. unless you see ever. a video recording of me explaining to you that I'm, I'm about myself. to do this never do it. and then actually record the event so you know I did it, I just call besides, a cop. Mike, you have Jamie's kids. You, uh, well, I can't. I was just saying, I could never take my own life because I'm going to have to raise his kids gonna and have to. take care of his wife. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you want well, to tell him already, the bet? You want to tell him the bet? He's already bet. taking care of his Go wife. Go ahead, bring right? it up, motherfucker. Anyways, let me get with this guy. I'm sorry. I'm cursing too much. But this, now I'm going to. He wants to be. My <laughs> well, how much was it? 10 grand or something? 10,000. 10,000. I said, here's the bet. I said, I'm going to outlive you. 
and I sp- I'm spotting Mike. I'm five years older than Mike. I'm spotting him five years. I'm an Italian Jew. I'm spotting him 30 years. I go, I go, <laughs> we each put 10 grand into a bank account. We co-sign it together. Whoever dies, it's a sad day. I lost my friend. I just got 10 grand out of it. So I haven't accepted the bet because as much as I do like to gamble on almost anything, I try not to gamble on the fatality of a good friend. But it would be such a great joke. It would be. Let me make this easier for all you guys. I will almost assuredly die before both (laughs) of you. All right. Yes. I, I yeah. You don't have to tell us so, that. We know that. Andy. I'm not making. The I bet will with set you. ten dollars aside. I'm not making. I will borrow five hundred from you, <laughs> but I'm not making the bet with you. <laughs> you know, we did a trust, and I left Mike five grand. <laughs> I did in our. Did trust. you really? I told you that. I don't remember. I this. left Mike, and Kate was like, "What?" Kate's like, "We had to fill out all the trust," and I go, "I go five grand to Michael Bunin in our trust, in the family trust." And she was like, what's that? And I go, trust me, he'll be dead long before me. Never <laughs> we would never it. have to deal but with I, it. But I'm doing it specifically as a joke so that when I do die, he gets 5K. Well, now I know what my eulogy at his funeral will be about. Yeah, all right. Party so a um, few words about my friend Jamie. Quick question. Kate, do I get a check for 5000 today <laughs> or? That's fine. You can mail it to me. Actually, yeah. Venmo it. Anyways. She's going to contest it. You're not going to see a penny of that <laughs> Jamie money. Jamie was a dear sweet man. I won't. I won't make the bet. Um, I tell you what, I'll make the bet. But you got to put up. Just put all twenty in, and I'll get you next week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> this guy on. totally grew up. Hey, <laughs> what? I got you. I got you. Come on, man. He, I got you. You can be so much better than him at something, and then before the end of the day, you lost all your money to him at a at a scale that you're better than he is. <laughs> I don't win a lot of money from people at things that I'm better than. Yeah, that. it's crazy. He, or, we used to play ping pong you, you on set a lot of, all the time. Money from people you know. He'd play ping pong against Kyle Howard. Yeah, who played Bobby over in my the voice. season. I beat him a and little bit. Kyle yeah, right? would pummel you right all the time. All I mean, no chance. Like ten in a row, twenty-one to five or something. Yeah, and then sure enough, Mike would put up a hundred bucks and go, and you got to spot me. Seven or eight points. He'd like five. He'd, he'd five. count the line. He'd put it right on the line. Hundred bucks. Invariably, <laughs> Kyle would lose a hundred bucks to him every time. <laughs> I like. To, I learned to not gamble with him. I go. I'm never gambling with you. I like to play for things that matter. <laughs> money. <laughs> he still does hundred bucks. We money golf, always matters. And Mike has the highest handicap, and yeah. he'll still be like on a certain hole. He goes fifty bucks, <laughs> and the kid's ice in his veins. You're like he birdies that hole. You're like. Every other hole is horrible, and the one he gambles on, you're like, did you just birdie that fucking? You're such an asshole. Sometimes. I will say this. I've been digging a hole in the earth on the golf course for about three months, so it's been a long time since I've collected any money from them. I will say that. It's Kyle's revenge, you know. Yeah. He's gotten me. He just pummeled me the other day. <laughs> Should have him on there, too. You know, we've been talking for a long time. And okay. You were, you were afraid. You were like, well, I'm not a parent. I'm not sure what I'm going to talk about. No, well, I mean. We didn't talk about anything. We just shot this shit. Yeah. This is what we do every day. This is what we do every day. Yeah, and then we go into Game of Thrones and... So this will be his Christmas album. Yeah, this will be the This Christmas should just be called Mike and Jamie Shoot the Shit. Andy well, let's do, our, let's do our final <laughs> questions. Let's do our final questions as if you had kids. Let's do it. Or yeah. Should I answer them based on, like, my if dog? If you had a children. Okay, no, if I had... You kind of are. I mean, I have a dog. Dude, he has a dog I who... A dog too. Yeah, right. But that's... he has a dog that he... Do you leave your dog at home alone? Mike? She's at home alone. She is? Yeah. 
Oh, I thought I you always put her in daycare. Once. No, I just leave her for. I won't. I don't like to leave her for more than five or six hours. Oh, okay, that's that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I always okay. thought you when you put him in daycare for like an hour or two. When I first got her, okay, you're getting I, I was well. She was still a puppy, so I was putting okay. her in daycare because I didn't want to leave when her you're alone. You put him in the You're overprotective and you're not. Yeah. Yes, well, very much. Imagine so. with children. I was gonna say exactly. You'd be a, you'd be worse than my wife. What do you do? You have you have parent questions? Just a couple. Fire them. What are <laughs> what are some traits that you? And I want all parents listening to take right now. Get a pen and paper. What are traits? This is where they're Get this once. This will be easy. What are traits of yours that you would not want your children to get? Or your dog. Receding hairline? And, uh, and just try to limit it to a few. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I would prefer it if my kids, my dad imparted this onto me and it mostly worked. But I would prefer it if my kids, if their first instinct when, when somebody says something so egregiously annoying or insulting that their first instinct isn't thinking like, I want to beat the Scaramucci out of that person. I would appreciate it if they would be level-headed. If they were a little more um, different than your dad. Forgiving. You know Give what? me 15 minutes with that. I was going to say, for me, it's a matter of uh, equanimity. Try to remain true to what it is you're trying to get across without letting emotion or anger get in the way. That's what I try to practice, and I fail about 85% of the time. But that means I got a 15% approval rate, and that'll get you elected in this country. Well, it's funny because I think a lot of the stuff going on today where you're like, yeah, they're going to protest. Yeah. Ignore them. Right. Well, isn't that better than going down and counter protesting their Actually, protest? somebody had a like discussion idiots. at dinner about yeah. this last night. Why just, just, just why, or why and not and have the news people go? We're not going to cover you. Why not organize counter protests all over the country where those people are not protesting and show that there is probably three million people on the side of that coming out peacefully. Nowhere near the well, anger. The You're still thing. giving the them credence. As... Just ignore them. Here's the why you can't ignore terrorist them. Attacks. There's very few terrorist attacks in the world. Yeah. Yes. They get so much fucking so much press coverage. that everybody's got to stick up their ass about it. Yeah. You're not going to get killed by a terrorist. Right. I mean, just, you could. You could. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Also get hit 13 people in Barcelona, right. but I'm sure there was a bus here, crash though, right? in this... Some old folks bus crash in Texas right. where they're trying to and get to I a casino and 40 people here. get killed. And, and that doesn't even make the nightly news. But what do you, I think you're equating I, it. You're, but, you're, you're but you're equating it to a plane crash, basically. In other words, you know, I know a lot of people or lightning or whatever. Yeah. Like people have these genuine fears. And it's a genuine fear it's in this world to be is. afraid of a terrorist attack or these other things. But the odds are, hopefully, way in our against. favor, well, way against. All right. Here's what's funny. When it's a positive thing, like... Um, you're going to win the lottery. Oh, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to win the lottery. Right. But if it's a negative thing of like, you're going to get electrocuted in a rainstorm and hit by lightning, people go, that's going to happen to me. Or this. Why do we Why do we say yes, the one in a jillion call for negatives, oh, that's definitely happening. But the one positive thing, we never go yes. We're a generation of Murphy's Law. We truly believe. Based right? Folks. I mean, we are. I, I admit Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, that's not a, I'm not insulting. I'm saying I'm we, part my of it. My wife sits I, I felt, there and, I felt and that she... <laughs> Everything out of my mouth, is, out of my wife's mouth, is what's what's the next? worst thing? What's right. the worst thing can happen in this moment? That's what's going right. to happen. And right. I'm like, well, you can't live your life like that. You won an Emmy, but you tripped and broke your hip yeah. on the way to get the statue. That's yeah. like that's that's the way. That's I how think. it's going to go. You won the lottery, and as soon as you got four hundred million in the bank, you got hit by a bus. Dude, if I won the lottery, you, I wouldn't. I would play golf and drink and watch TV. I would check into the Soho Grand for two hours uh, and see if maybe I meet my wife this get time. Get my ice bucket. <laughs> get my Goldene Crunch in my ice bucket. I would text Jamie in L.A. It just called downstairs. They're emptying out my fridge right. in a minute. <laughs> right. I'm going in October. Are you? 
I'm going for the New York uh, Television oh, that's Festival. Right. Maybe I'll try and come I'm in. Staying with Gilliland. My shout out to Eric Gilliland. I'm staying All in the room. Right. Like he's asking for a roommate. You got it. Let's go. Let's do it, man. What are traits that you would hope that your children would get from you? Oh, nice. Okay. I have a tendency. Well, I know this is going to be weird because I don't want to compliment myself, but these are things I try uh, no, to no, do is what I'm saying. These are compliments of you. These are positive aspects that you hope your kids would get from you. So as much as I often have an... Like in- mine would be my hairline. Oh, uh, yes. Mine would not. Right. That's where we differ. <laughs> um, um, but I would say this. This is an honest answer. As much as my natural instinct is to sometimes have that gut reaction I just described, the truth is... I always try to look at things from somebody else's shoes, somebody else's point of view, so that I can at least get an idea of what they're thinking and why. And then if I do that, chances are I might find something that I overlooked and and save myself from being wrong or rude or or whatever. So in other words, I would try to impart unto them that um, you've got to look. You can't just take face value. You have to look into things. You have to you have to check on things. You, walk, you have to investigate. You, you, you got yeah. You have to understand that situations are different for different people. I have thought about that. Yes. We talk. We yeah. play devil's advocate a lot yeah. because I go, look, I get, I'm not agreeing with right. any of the crazy shit you that's going on, but I understand where those people are at. I understand why a lot of people may have voted the way they voted. Yeah. At this They're point, I say at this point, if they don't see that he's indefensible or, or has no ability to lead, that's on them. But I, I don't think that everybody that voted away I didn't vote is a bad person. So that's because I try to look and figure out, well, why would this person vote for this person? Because I know they're not a racist, let's say, or something like that. Let's go extreme. But why wouldn't I look and I say, well, this is what affects them. This is what their fears are, yeah. and that's why they voted that way. Yeah. So I would hope that my we kids talk like would, that because yes, I do. I'm really good at that yeah, understanding of people's point it. of views about talking about like the, yeah these people. It's easier to be afraid and put up a wall than to vet people coming in. Yeah, way more complicated to see who are the good people and who are the bad people. Yeah, way more and it's it is yeah it's the way other- easier just to go. Fuck them. We're in, it's like sure. you're in a party and you have the great spot in the kitchen. Right. And you're like, this kitchen's already getting pretty full, dude. Can you just... Right. The problem is, <laughs> right. it's not the way life should be. It's not. You have to imagine yourself, you're not in the kitchen. You're that's like, right. boy, I'd like to be in that kitchen. That's right. That's, that's where everyone hangs. That's it. I, I will say this. Um, uh, no, I don't want to go on too long about it. That's yeah. good enough. <laughs> so, uh, so this is our last question. What is the okay. mantra that you've lived your life by? It might be something... Honestly, I think I already know it. Give me ten minutes in a room, with this guy, and I'll fix. I'll fix everything. But what's a mantra that you've kind of followed that you would pass on to your kin? This goes to what I was about to say, actually. So, that's a, so maybe this is a better answer for this question. I would try to. I would. I would like my kids to not just be a little more outgoing than I am, but the idea wouldn't be to make them outgoing. The idea would make them comfortable with the idea. They should know that when they walk into a room, they are accepted. They should walk into a room knowing I could be part of this and play along. Instead of going in with the attitude we just talked about of like, I'm going to try, but these people aren't going to think I'm funny. This person's going to think I'm not good looking. They won't cast me in this role, whatever it may be. Those are the things I don't, I want my kids to understand not just limitations in life, but to be realistic, Mm. but to understand it's okay to go for shit. Go for it. It doesn't matter. You got to crash and burn sometimes. Being comfortable in your own You got to be comfortable. Got to be more comfortable than I am. Bill, I mean, Bill Murray is the best, the best example of it. He said he learned early on. He said, I do my best work when I don't care. That's right. And he shows. That's right. And we all do it, and yet we still get wound up. We do. Where I can't shake it sometimes. And I know I go, when I'm, when I'm loose, I'm I'm a destroyer. You know, I will talk. But when I get tight, sometimes I go. Ugh. I will talk myself out of doing a stand-up show that my friend Jamie will offer five days before the show. 
I will just, I will I convince know. myself I got no material. I got uh, these no people material. These people and we just talked about me. the fact you get up and spoke for 20 minutes with no material and you're crushed. Yeah, but you can't do that at a stand-up You club. can. <laughs> they do it all the time. That's what everybody does That's nowadays. Pre- it's prepared. Come on. <laughs> we just did it for an hour and a half. I don't know. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this show a little differently um, because you're single. Oh. If there's Is there any, a girl here? If there's any women out there. <laughs> oh, out there. Okay. If there, oh. Or if there's anyone who knows a woman. Sure. That well, describe your perfect woman that you would would like well, to. You've never done this for me. I know, Andy. It's, it's you're the lost cause. Jeez. I don't want people my... know Mike Bunin's work, and you're you you have a lot of fans and stuff. Is there someone out there that thinks they might be a good fit for you? <laughs> if they are, reach out to me. I'll vet them. And then Send maybe Jamie um, money in care of this. Thing. Reach out to Jamie Kaler. We'll all meet at the Soho Grand. It would it would help if they lived <laughs> in in uh, the Mid Wilshire district of Los Angeles, California, <laughs> or Las Vegas. Mike's definitely Las not. Vegas. Mike's definitely not traveling to the Valley to to see anybody. I would go to the. I'm in the Valley now. Right, he'll go to the Valley, but he, you're not going. <laughs> you're not going to El Segundo. Well. Only to get my wallet. Only to get my wallet. <laughs> All right, that's it for today. Uh, big thanks to my buddy Mike Bean. We got to do this you. again and just do. It doesn't have this whole father thing. Who cares? Maybe we'll go um, instead of rich man you, poor man. You we'll heard, go. You heard it here, folks. Actually, we'll go rich man poor man. You're Nick Nolte. Ah, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do us a favor: rate, review, Father Time, share it with your friends. Go back and listen at to Michael some Bunin other on Twitter. Ones. Damn it! Follow Mike Bunin at Michael Bunin on Twitter, Instagram. Just Google at, Michael. It's Bunin. at Michael Bunin. It's all at Michael Bunin. And watch Superstore. Mike's See got a, a picture of his dog. Mike's got some really funny stuff coming up this season on Thank Superstore. You. And Last Tycoon, you're in. Yes. And Glow, you're in. You're working all the time. Trying to. We got and we got to bring my. If you can, if anyone knows how to get my boys back on Netflix for yeah. season five, for the love of God, get do it. it. If anybody would like the cast of my boys to come act out the first act of any show in your living room, we can make a price. Yeah. Is that correct? Well, yeah, that's okay. I, listen, I'm in. All right, you guys are rock. Uh, Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time here on Father Time.